Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. So, as you probably know, we're in the Year of Mercy, the year that Pope Francis declared to be the Jubilee Year of Mercy. Now, a, along with the, that Year of Mercy, there are attached what call indulgent, what we call indulgences. And you say, wait, 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 indulgences, I know of that word. Um, that seems like a bad word. I don't think we believe in indulgences as Catholics anymore. Is that correct, Father? And I say, great question. No, we do still believe in indulgences. You say, wait, I thought that the indulgences were the reason why the Reformation happened because um, indulgences are so bad that that's why Martin Luther had to leave the Catholic Church, this kind of thing. People were selling and buying indulgences and that was the worst thing in the world. Well, A, indulgences are not bad, they're good. B, the Church never taught that indulgences were to be bought or sold. We're going to get back to that at the end of this. But the church never taught that indulgences were to be bought or sold. In fact, that's called the uh, sin of simony. Simony? Simony? Um, where it's buying or selling of spiritual things. That's like a sin. Simon the ma magician tried to do it in the Acts of the Apostles, and he died. He died because of that. So we don't, we don't want to do that. Indulgences are something different. Indulgences are simply God's grace being offered for free. Because God's grace is always free. Let's stop. What's an indulgence? Glad you asked. An indulgence is the remission of temporal punishment due to sin. Okay, I'll say that again. An indulgence is the remission of temporal punishment due to sin. Now, here's how I like to phrase it. I like to say, change that one word punishment for another word. And the reason I like to do that is because it's true, it's temporal punishment, but at the same time, I think sometimes we think of punishment, we think of arbitrary judges who don't give fair punishment, but give arbitrary punishments. So let's, let's replace the word punishment with the word consequence. So, an indulgence is the remission, or taking away, of temporal consequences due to sin. Now we know, we all know, right? We know that sin has consequences, but sin has two different kinds of consequences. There is the eternal consequence of sin, which is separation from God forever, so hell. And there's also the temporary, or temporal, consequence due to sin. So when it came to the eternal consequence due to sin, Jesus Christ himself paid that price. He suffered the eternal consequence for our sins. He made it possible for us to have complete access to the Father, to have new life in him, and to go to heaven. So Jesus Christ paid the price for our eternal consequence due to sin. But we know that there's this other consequence the temporal or temporary consequence due to sin. Now, this is not only biblical, this is also like commonsensical. We all know this, we've all experienced this, where you know, we said yes to sin at one point and it was, it was kind of tough to say yes to that. We felt really bad about it, but after we did, after we said yes, there was a consequence. Even after we were forgiven for that sin, we still were wounded. It was easier to say yes to the sin in the future. It was harder to say no to the sin in the future. That's part of the temporary consequence due to sin. It's like um, Bishop Barron calls spiritual physics. So what's an indulgence? An indulgence is given to us by the church. Again, this is um, God gave his grace to the church to be an instrument of distrib distributing his grace. So the church says this, we know that you experience this temporal consequence due to sin. We know you experience the eternal salvation because of Jesus, but we know that you're wounded, that there's consequences for our sins. So here's what we want to do. You can't heal yourself, so we're going to make it possible for you to have as much access to God's grace as possible. So if you do these things, these practices, these spiritual practices, what you're doing is you're opening yourself up to healing from the eternal, or sorry, temporal consequence due to sin. It's like this. Um, imagine that I tore my shoulder. I'd like torn rotator cuff or something like this. Now, no matter how hard I worked, 
I couldn't fully heal that shoulder. So what do I need? I need a surgeon, someone from outside to come in and heal that. So that's like God taking care of the eternal consequence. But at the same time, if you've ever had surgery, you know this, you know you come out of surgery and you're not like, oh, I feel all better, it's great. You need to do what? You need to do physical therapy. Now you've been healed already. The eternal consequence of your torn shoulder has been, has been healed. But now you have a temporary consequence and what you need to do is you still experience weakness, you still experience some woundedness. It's whole again, but it's not strong yet. That's the temporary consequence due to a torn shoulder. So what do you do? You go to a physical therapist and they say, do these exercises. When you do these exercises, they're not magic. What they do is they strengthen your shoulder. Similarly, indulgences, they're not magic, but when you do them, they strengthen your soul. They strengthen your relationship with the Lord. And so typically, um, an indulgence, a partial indulgence or a full indulgence, or the technical word is plenary indulgence, has four slash five things with it. What these, these four slash five exercises that you could do, just like a PT would give you exercises for your shoulder, the church gives you exercises for your soul. One, pray for the Pope. Why? Because <laughs> that represents our unity with the church. Number two, go to confession. Why? Because of course we need to have access to God's grace. We need to not just have access, we have access. We need to use that access to God's grace. We need to allow him to heal us. Number three, go to communion. Receive Holy Communion within a certain number of days of the, of the, the fourth action, the fourth thing you could do. Now the fourth thing is like the thing you do for the indulgence. You could either um, go on a pilgrimage and pray, or you could do some good act of service, or you could deny yourself something, like you know some kind of fasting, some kind of penance, or you could uh, do some kind of good work of, act, work of charity. Basically, every indulgence, you can act the action there, can be broken down into works of prayer, or fasting, or almsgiving. So, pray this, you know, go into a chapel and pray the Stations of the Cross on a Friday during Lent. That's an indulgence. Um, or fasting. Fast in this particular way, and that's an indulgence. Or almsgiving. Do this good act of service, and that'll be an indulgence. Because why? Because those things are meant to heal our hearts that has been wounded because of sin, the temporal consequence due to sin. Now, here's the last thing. But I thought the church sold indulgences. Well, that would be an easy mistake that not only non-Catholics, but even Catholic priests, when they were probably proclaiming the goodness of God's grace and his, their access to his abundance of grace and indulgences because of this. So you could pray, you could fast, you could give alms. Well, giving alms is a good thing. So helping people out. Now, who's good to help? Well, it's good to help the church. The church is, has, a, has a great mission. The church has a great um, role in the world. And so if you give alms to the church, you know, in fact, you know, we're trying to build this beautiful church so God can be worshipped in Rome called St. Peter's. And so how about this? If you donate, give alms, to the church, to the building of St. Peter's, that's an indulgence. Now, do you see how that communication of something like that could be misinterpreted as we're selling you God's grace. We're selling you an indulgence. It totally could be misinterpreted as that. Actually, it could even be misspoken from a bishop or from a priest at that time as they're saying, like, just pay this much money and you'll get this much grace. That would be them miscommunicating or other people misinterpreting. But the church ultimately never sold indulgences anymore that you could buy an indulgence by praying or buy an indulgence by fasting. Giving alms is just another good work that Jesus Christ recommends. Why? Not because he needs it, because it's good for our souls. The fifth thing was this, 
um, to not have any attachment to sin. And that's when people are like, oh, oh, that's lame. How can, I have, how can I not have any attachment to sin? Well, you know, when you continue to grow and walk with the Lord and you, have, you conform your will to his will, you get less and less attached to sin. That's one of the, not only one of the consequences of indulgences, it's also one of the um, tools, one of the instruments that give indulgences, gets basically another word for God's grace given to us by, through the church, their power. There's always consequences due to sin. There's an eternal consequence and there's a temporary consequence. If you've gone to confession, if you've been baptized, that eternal consequence has been taken care of by the Lord. But you probably find yourself weak. You probably find yourself still in need of growth and of strength. And that's where indulgences come in. These spiritual exercises by which the Lord in His grace strengthens us when we say yes and cooperate with Him. From all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.